Spectrum is brought to you by the Scripps College of Communication at Ohio University. Before a new idea can become a way of thinking, before one detail can flip the narrative, before anything that matters can change the world, it must, above all, be known. The duty of the Scripps College of Communication is to bring forth the people who bring forth the knowledge, by word or image or data stream and in every medium and by all means, they succeed. They say, make it loud, make it clear, make it known. Learn more at ohio.edu slash Scripps College. Welcome to Spectrum. Spectrum features conversations with fascinating people. Some are famous and some aren't, but the common thread is that they all have captivating stories. Today we're talking with Beverly Jones, an author, career consultant, and executive coach, and we're talking about the qualities of leadership we look for in times of crisis, such as the current COVID-19 virus pandemic. Bev has been an attorney, lobbyist, corporate executive, trainer, and career specialist, as well as the author of her book, Think Like an Entrepreneur, Act Like a CEO. Currently, she's the host of WOUB's Jazzed About Work podcast. Bev, we're in a unique situation, uh, but we've had crises in this country before, and we'll have crises again. This one just seems to be uh, overwhelming at times. And when a country or a state or a region is in crisis, uh, people look to leaders but they also look to themselves to be leaders. And so I thought, let's just spend a a little bit of time looking at what are the characteristics that we want in a leader, whether it's in ourselves or in a governmental official or a corporate official. What what are we looking for? Well, first, let me comment that there's, of course, an immense amount of research from years and years and years. And the characteristics of leadership that people admire tend to be remarkably the same in all kinds of situations and many cultures around the world. Uh, So there are some um, similarities wherever you are, even though the characteristic that you might be called upon at any given moment might shift a little bit from one to another. But I I think thinking about the things that you admire and the leaders you see is a good way for people to start preparing themselves to be the kind of person they want to be. But let me give you a list of some of the um, characteristics that, that research suggests that people want in their leaders. And uh, these are characteristics that I see my clients really working hard on because they've um, seen these characteristics in action, and, and they want to have them too. The first one I'll come on, comment on is positivity, and this does not mean false cheerfulness. Being positive is like a growth mindset. It's a can-do attitude. So no matter how tough things are, you look the challenge in the face and you think about times and situations 
in which you've figured things out, you've persevered, and have a commitment to looking forward to things with hope and determination. It's that kind of positivity that people want from their leaders in tough times. We're going to get through this. Uh, we're all going to work together, but and, and we're going to get through this. Exactly, and that I'm going to be with you is sometimes what people want to hear from the leaders. I've heard what you're saying. We're going to work on it. We're, we're working on it intently. We're gathering the facts. We're going to act on the facts. That's what people want to hear. How important is honesty and transparency? Because those seem to be things that I look for in, in leadership. They're absolutely at the top of the list. Uh, and I, I can give an example right in Ohio uh, right now. Governor DeWine is getting um, commentary from around the country about the way he has presented himself as a leader. He's he was early um, to um, look at the um, serious health threat of the virus, and he was straightforward in um, talking about the problem. He was very direct. He was very honest. He's been transparent. He's acting, and people can see what they're doing. And what happens when an actor acts like that, instead of feeling more fear because they heard the bad news, they can take in the bad news all at once, and then they can get hope from the demeanor and the honesty and the transparency of the leader. It's what very ha- important. What, what happens when people don't believe uh, their, their supposed leader? What happens oh, to that? They panic and buy toilet paper. <laughs> I, 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 th- I think that people um, look to... The, the leaders, whether it's a political leader or people in their own neighborhood, their own home, um, we are social animals. We are um, sort of wired to reflect what other people think. And if, if we are with people we can't trust, it's very disconcerting. And people do tend to panic or they might isolate themselves with dangers. They might um, react um, in you know, unproductive way. So it transparency and honesty are kind of the foundation for helping people respond calmly. Are there other characteristics that are sort of top of the list that we look for? Yeah. Um, well, one of them I think people don't uh, notice sometimes in its presence. They notice more in its absence when they're looking around, and that is self-awareness. Um, leaders who um, are aware when they're tense and can relax, aware when they need to have a break, can manage their um, selves, manage their emotion, and manage how uh, their emotion impacts other people. So that's that's an important one. Sort of being in control of themselves. Yeah, but but related to what we were talking about before and how you know people who are responding, people want leaders who have demonstrated an ability to grow, an ability to figure things out, an ability to get better, and an ability to lead others to develop themselves. And this will become more important, I think, if we're in a some kind of crisis situation for a long time. If you can see a leader handle a situation, get better at it, 
uh, uh, face up to a problem, acknowledge it, solve it, and go forward. If you if you can see people growing, even if they make mistakes, that gives you a sense of hope and it gives you a model to follow. So that ability to grow and to promote growth in others is, is something that um, people really want. And a, a, another one, and it, it, it kind of grows from uh, bouncing back from mistakes sometimes, and that's humility. The last thing that you need in a um, uh, difficult time is somebody who is who's not confident, just confident. Confidence is good, but goes a step further to have uh, arrogance and uh, sort of being focused on themselves and having an inflated idea of their abilities. If, if, if you know people are um, arrogant and um, not listening and not focusing, that can create panic because you know that is not a good way to solve problems. We really like our leaders to have some humility, to be devoted to service, and we want our leaders to concentrate their energy on empowering their teams, empowering the people around them, getting people what they need to get the job done. So kind of humility and an orientation of service toward the people they're leading is, is terrifically important. I know that uh, we expect a lot out of our, our leaders. We, in times of crisis such as this one, uh, we don't expect them to be medical experts or public health experts or pandemic experts. But but what kind of engagement do we really expect from our, our leader? They they how, how do we define that? How much do we want them to be engaged in the science of the problem? Again, it depends on the situation, but I, I, um, I think there's a something I call the engagement triangle. The kind of three areas we want to see our leaders engaged, and we can manage our own response as leaders. One of them, that well, the three things are kind of the mission or purpose. Uh, uh, another one are the people, all the people involved, and the people are impacted. And then the, the third one is the, the content, the science, the process. The first thing, the mission, of course, is not only what's my job as a leader here, but what is the issue I'm addressing? What are we about now? What has to be done? Kind of knowing people are keeping their eye on the ball and not being distracted, whether it's by uh, personal concerns or um, other issues, that's important. Uh, the, the mission and the purpose of what's going on now. With the people, it is knowing that the leader is listening, is getting information, is aware of what's happening, is caring about uh, the uh, broader team. And in the case of a, a crisis, an acute crisis, this may not mean that the top leaders are listening one-on-one with you know, lots of the stakeholders, but they put a system in place so that their teams are listening, so they're getting the information, so they know what's going on, um, so that they their focus is on the people who are affected, all of the stakeholders, even if they don't have the capability at that time to reach out to them, 
they need to demonstrate that they have an awareness of people and they're responding to the people who may be in got, in, engaged. And then, of course, the the process, the work, the content, um, that is something that w- sometimes we take for granted. Again, we tend to notice it more in its absence. We expect our leaders to know about their jobs, even though their jobs may uh, suddenly have taken a turn from, say, running a university to running a healthcare system. But we expect them to be competent. And the way they can exhibit and develop competence, again, it's getting the facts, it is summoning experts, it's reading, it's learning, it's not following hunches, it's uh, uh, being competent in a fact-based world. This uh, putting together a team uh, is is what I call it of, of experts and, and people who know the ins and outs of whatever crisis we're in. In the current one, it's medical people and and scientists and and pandemic experts. Uh, that seems to be critical to one empower that group, but two, to put that group sort of front and center along with the leader so that people perceive that there's not leadership in a vacuum. It's leadership backed by competent people. Am I wrong in that? No, I think you're exactly right. And again, um, I'd use the Ohio example at the moment. The state government has brought in excellent experts, and um, they might be standing in the podium or their materials are there. That reliance on people who, who know about the challenge is really important. And then part of the, um, the team that's really important for a leader of a big organization is the communication team. Uh, understanding who the audiences are, understanding different ways to deliver the message, and being sure that there is a consistent, honest, accurate message going from through all of the channels. That's really important, and that takes a team being organized. When when we look at the uh, federal situation, uh, every day I, I I thank God for Dr. Anthony Fauci. I mean, he, this is a man who has, uh, for his entire career, clear back to the AIDS ec- epidemic in the 80s, has been a voice of calm reason and and science. And whenever I see him whether he's testifying before Congress or whether he's at a White House press briefing or, or on, a, on a news show, I instantly perk up that this is a man who's credible, and if he's on the team, something's going right. He is one of my heroes. As it happens, um, my husband Andy and I lived about a block for him for 30 years, and so oh my. we... Um, uh, became aware early of what an extraordinary person he is. I, I don't want to suggest we're close friends. We, we've bumped into him at dinner parties and on the street over the years. It's just that we had an opportunity to meet him, and then we've you know, followed his career with admiration ever since. He is even, he's the same if you're 
um, if you bump into him at the corner walking your dog or you uh, see him um, at a White House press conference, he is selfless. He never talks about himself, what this means to me, you know, my contribution. He is always focused on the, the mission. He's focused on the people who are impacted. He's focused on the content. And he um, is um, totally humble. Another thing that he models, and I'm glad you mentioned him, is that even though he's working amazing hours, you see him on the morning shows and you see him on the late-night briefings, right. he takes care of himself. He's still running. He's trim. At 79, he um, is the um, an example of what happens if you keep exercising, if you... Um, manage your well-being if you don't allow yourself to engage in any kind of access if you have a strong family you know he is he is a model of what taking care of your well-being can do from your value system to your running schedule and i i think he's um illustrating something that leaders need to know and perhaps the people around them need to um, help remind them about and that is that a leader who's burned out a leader who's exhausted a leader who is overly anxious a leader who is you know, working past the point where they're at their best um, is not going to be their best selves and that's a, a not the kind of leader that you can have for the long haul. If if you have a hurricane, maybe, and a five-day crisis, people can work around the clock and so forth, and then they have a chance to bounce back. But if we're looking at institutions, whether it's governments or small businesses or universities or whatever it is, if, if we're looking at a challenging time that's going to last for a while, what we want our leaders to be able to do is take care of themselves. If your anxiety is under control, if you're not panic-stricken, if you're getting sleep, you're more likely to be good at problem-solving, you're more likely to be creative, and very importantly, you're more likely to hear what other people are saying and be open to empathy and engagement with other people. So taking care of yourself is, is something else that Fauci illustrates, I think. We'll be back after this message. The Scripps College of Communication at Ohio University seeks to not only educate its students about today's communication industry, but to produce innovative leaders who will shape the future of communication and its methods of delivery in a rapidly changing technological landscape. Scripps provides leadership in communication by preparing students to be effective and responsible communicators in a global society and by advancing the field through creative activity and research. The Scripps College of Communication fosters multicultural awareness within a diverse community. It strives to create a climate of civility where leadership and innovation are prized and responsibility and accountability are understood. The college values curriculum, research, and creative activity that provide benefits to people regionally, 
nationally and globally. Learn more at ohio.edu slash Scripps College. One of the things I, I wanted to get back to, and, and we've talked about a lot of qualities that we look for uh, in, in our leaders, uh, be they political or, or otherwise. Uh, a leader doesn't have to know all the answers, correct? I mean, whether he or she is is uh, leading people through a crisis, they have to have an avenue of two-way communication with the people they're trying to lead. Exactly. The, the leader um, is seldom, the leader of a big organization is, is seldom um, the, the expert of the matter at hand, Fauci being a, uh, an, an exception. Um, an exception, absolutely. But in many cases, uh, institutions are, are about uh, a business or uh, a service or you know, educating students. That leader is not going to be um, an expert in, in dealing with financial or um, social or medical crises. What the leader can do, though, is is um, find the people who have the knowledge and empower them to come up with solutions, to implement strategies, to um, communicate with people as need be. The, the, the leader focuses on the people, and the people typically are the ones who do the thing. And the thing might be providing uh, service right at the front line, or the thing might be working on phones, or the thing might be inventing a new way of doing business. The, the leader keeps giving those people um, the support that they need and um, keeps maybe connecting people across the organization and, and finding ways to um, create different kind of teams. Also, if... I'm looking at a leader. I, I want someone, and maybe this is just me, I want someone who is decisive but flexible. And, and I know that sounds contradictory, but, but I want somebody who makes decisions based upon the moment uh, that, is, that are, those decisions are necessary but also is flexible in changing or moderating something, that not every edict out of a leader's mouth is etched in stone. Absolutely, and it's, a, it's quite um, a challenging That's a balance. real balance, isn't it? Yeah, again, I, I, uh, from what I'm reading, I think um, your governor is um, doing a pretty good job with that. It's a matter of looking at the facts, getting the team, not waiting around, but coming up with a position, an action item, item, and then um, announcing it, telling it, acting it with precision and speed and confidence, and then waiting for the next uh, iteration and doing it again, refining, tweaking. This is not the same as kind of changing your mind all the time. It's a matter of saying, here are the facts, 
this is how we're going to respond to them, and then coming back the next time and said, this went well, um, but we can make it better, and this is how we're going to make it better. And each time taking into account the facts and responding to them in a way that reflects uh, the situation, your resources, transparently describing it. I think it is um, everybody's difficulty, I guess, is the way to put it. Uh, We don't like to deliver bad news, whether it's to our spouse or our partner or or our colleague or or if you're a leader to your constituents, whomever they may be. And I think that the natural human tendency is to put that off and say, you know, I really don't want to deliver that bad news right now if I wait in your head, you're going, maybe it'll resolve itself. Maybe I won't have to ever give them that bad news. And then when you finally do, it's the delay has exacerbated it. Talk about the delivering bad news. Well, the a phrase I never use because it's so graphic, and as a dog lover, I really dislike it, is cutting the puppy tail uh, the, the puppy's dogs off by inches. Ooh. And what it alludes to <laughs> is, you know, some breeds, for some reason I can't comprehend, cut off the, a dog's tail oh my. Uh, when they're a little puppy because I, I think it goes back to when they were hunting in fields or something it was regarded as in the way. And uh, the metaphor is that you do it quick and fast and that's the least pain. If you think, oh, I don't want to take off the whole thing, I'm just going to take off the tip, that's a horrible thing to do. And it's the same with bad news. If, if you know the length of the tail, if you can see the whole situation, and you think, I'm going to soften the blow, I'm just going to say, you know, we're going to let you off for two weeks, even if you know you're firing somebody, or you're um, downsizing, or you're shutting down, if, if you lie in order to make it easier and then you go back with the next lie and the next lie, you've created so much more pain. If you know the full extent, um, it's much better to kind of face the music, describe the situation, and then your subsequent communication can be um, empathetic. It can be, this is what we're doing to mitigate. This is how we're trying to help. This is what... Uh, ways we can support you. These are things you can do. So you give the, when it's clear, not when you're just panicking, but when you've got the facts, when you can see the full extent of something that is not going to change, at that point, uh, it's, it's, I think, kinder to um, describe the situation in a factual, calm way and then move immediately to mitigation and empathy and, all right, how do we bounce back? I, I want to. We talked about it just a little bit earlier, but I, I want to delve a little deeper on the aspect of communication in leadership, and especially communication in times of of crisis. Uh, we we you mentioned that it's important that everybody have the same message, but. And, and I think that should be elementary. That should be the foundation block of, of any kind of crisis communication or, or um, what we hear from, from our, our leadership. 
But but there are other aspects of communication that I think are also important, in, and you do as well, correct? Oh, oh yes. I For one thing, um, the basic facts need to be the same from place to place, but different audiences hear in different ways, and they need different information. Um, say, um, at a university, um, employees are going to be interested not only about um, their the security of their job, but even if that's not an issue, they want to know what they can do. They need guidance. They want to be able to perform. Students, on the other hand, you know, have very different immediate needs. They want to know, um, are they supposed to keep studying? What's going to happen? And, and the surrounding community uh, wants to have some idea of the economic impact of a crisis at a university, even if they're not part of it, then looking at how uh, people hear things. If, if you're talking about um, groups that are um, can still see each other uh, face-to-face, or um, that could be FaceTime these days, but if, 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 if it's going to be one person talking to another person, that's one thing. But other audiences are more likely to... Um, do it with so to to hear via social media and and the channel depends on the person it uh, it could be Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or all kinds of things the the trick is to um, understand the message the consistent message these are the facts and start with a fact list then look at the audiences and 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 realize that the lead for each message the you know the first sentence is going to be different. The facts are still the same, but different people need to know different things. And then the, so you have um, the, the message, you have the, who the audience is going to be, and then you determine what channels you're going to use to get the word out. Communication uh, also is, uh, I'm not sure exactly how to put this, but as an audience member, as a consumer, as a constituent, as we're going through this uh, COVID-19 crisis, uh, I'd like to see my leaders more often than not. For example, Governor DeWine started uh, here in Ohio a uh, daily press conference. And whether I would hear him or see him, it was a point of reassurance. It was a point that my government is taking care of this. They're, they're looking at what additional curtailments on activities there should be. Uh, they're looking at the numbers and, and the science. And every day I feel reassured after I hear that press conference. Frankly, a little less so on the federal level because I think the messages have been jumbled and not quite as clear. But the concept is the same, to to see your leaders uh, doing something gives you a, a sense of confidence. That's right. Uh, people want to know that um, the leader is on the job. The leader is not panic-stricken, the leader has a grasp of the facts, and they want to feel a sense of connection with the leader. I mean, part of this is just um, what you really want is a hug sometimes, (laughs) you know? And so seeing, um, well, 
uh, when I see Tony Fauci speaking, and he's not panicked, and he's saying, yes, that was a failure, but we can get better. We're working on it. I believe him, and it makes me um, feel more confident. I believe that Governor DeWine is working on these issues in Ohio when I see them. And my anxiety can go um, down a little bit because these are competent people, people for whom I have a respect and a growing respect. And I feel like they are going to attract around them a circle of really smart, competent people, and things are going to get better. Bev, as always, thank you for helping us uh, get some clarity during all of this, um, it, it, it's sometimes good to take a step back and, and evaluate what we're looking at and why it's important to us. Do I have time for one more comment? Sure. And that is for listeners. Here's something I did today when I was not feeling upbeat enough to do maybe this conversation with you. I said, okay, um, what are the things that I'm going to do this week to be a positive force in all of this. Um, I'm going to give some money here. I'm going to uh, communicate there. I'm going to exercise at this time. I kind of came up with my plan, even though I am not at this point uh, certainly leading a big group. I made a plan to try to act like a leader over the uncertainty of the coming days. And, And Walking the dog was one of the first things on it. I went out for a long walk, and I can tell you, having a plan of how you're going to carry yourself and live your values uh, and getting started doing it, it can make you feel better pretty fast. Be, be your own leader and develop your own plan. Exactly. As always, Bev, thank you so much. Thank you, Tom. Today, we've been talking with career consultant, executive coach, and author Beverly Jones about the qualities of leadership we look for in times of crises. Like the, try that again. Today, we've been talking with career consultant, executive coach, and author Beverly Jones about the qualities of leadership we look for in times of crises. Spectrum is produced by WOUB Public Media. Adam Rich is our co-producer. I'm your host, Tom Hudson. Please subscribe to Spectrum. You can do that at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Blueberry, or NPR One. Spectrum also is available at the NPR Podcast Directory. We always welcome your feedback, so please rate our podcast or review it through one of your podcast outlets. If you have any questions or comments about our podcast or have suggested topics for us to cover, please direct them to me by email. You can do that at hodson at ohio.edu. That's hodson, H-O-D-S-O-N, at ohio.edu.